Hey, howdy, hey, welcome back to Everything FFA. My name is Steely Stegall, and I'm from the Poolville FFA chapter, the Oil Belt District, the Hardcore Ready for More Area 4 Association, and the Texas FFA. Today, I have Preston Casey with me today, and he is actually from the Oil Belt District in a town about 10 miles down the road. Um, he's also in Area 4 with me, so hi, Preston. Hey, y'all. Uh, yeah, for, for those that don't know me, my name is Preston Casey. I'm super excited to be joining y'all, and I just want to thank Steely for letting me join today. Yeah, so we're just going to hop in, and let's get to know you. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in FFA. So like you said, I grew up in a small town called Peaster, Texas, right outside from you. Um, my dad was actually an ag teacher, so uh, from very, very early in my life, I was able to see the uh, ag industry showing st uh, livestock and FFA officers and how they interact with their community. Uh, so in kindergarten, I started showing hogs and I immediately fell in love with it. And I just started showing a couple more projects. And then finally, when I uh, got into high school, I was able to join the FFA team and really start my FFA journey. Yeah, so we're really similar in that fact is that your dad was an ag teacher and my dad was a coach. So it's kind of like that's just what we grew up knowing and that's just what we grew up doing. So it was kind of natural uh, in our blood, kind of. So that's pretty cool. How were you involved in FFA? Tell me about your SAEs, LDEs, CDs, all that jazz. So uh, pre-high school, I showed uh, market show barrows uh, and then occasionally I'd grab a, a lamb, a goat, sometimes a turkey, ag mech show, something random, but I really enjoyed showing livestock a lot. But then I uh, got into high school and I was able to start competing in FFA. And that's kind of really where my true passion started was within the FFA, a little bit separate from livestock. Um, I was able to join multiple teams in FFA. Uh, on the LDE side, I was in creed speaking, uh, skills demonstration, chapter conducting, um, several others, but I really enjoyed those lot or those uh, speaking contests. And then in the in the spring, in the CDE season, I was able to compete on the wool team, the poultry team, the livestock team. I had a lot of fun. But really, where I found my real passion was on the officer teams. Uh, my freshman year, at the end of it, I was elected to my chapter officer team as a student advisor. And then the following year, I was elected to the district officer team and I just started building connections and I really started to grow as a leader and as a person. And I realized that, you know, I, I kind of matter to this organization. I can really help a lot of people and a lot of people can help me. And then I was elected to area offices, the area office team. And uh, eventually I was elected as the chapter president. And I went on to run for state, although I didn't get it. I, uh, I'm still very grateful for that opportunity and all the opportunities I was able to be a part of in FFA. Yeah, so you tried a lot of different things under the FFA umbrella. Did you kind of just narrow it down to something that you were successful in, like specifically your senior year? Because I talked about this a little bit um, with Corey on the last podcast, and I talked about how I got voluntold to do Creed and ended up not doing Creed my senior year because I had to tap into like a bunch of little different things and really find my passion. Do you have one of those in each of them? Uh, a little bit. Um... Uh, like you multiple times 
my ag teacher would make me do something or really pressure me to do a team and I would but um towards my senior year I, I was realizing that this was my last year and this was I was it was time to take it home and uh I remember the following year at um in the LDE season for skills I I thought I had the team I had two seniors I thought I was I was right there and I, I didn't even make it out of area and I was really really disappointed and I, I remember telling my ag teacher, Mr. Wicker, that I think I texted him and I said, that's not happening again. We're doing it next year. It's happening. And so I was I was swinging for the fences. Me and him, we, we worked really hard over the summer trying to critique the skill script. And we found two people that had actually never been on uh, the skills team. One of them had been on a team before, but uh, I, was, I was a little nervous, but we worked really hard. And that went on to be one of my best FFA experiences, just the hard work those two were willing to put in. And we ended up going, I think we, we got third at state. And I was a little little disappointed because I really wanted to win it. But that was still one of my greatest, one of my favorite memories and accomplishments was going to state with that crew because they, they really, really worked hard. Of course, I love that. And um, y'all's skills team actually won first this year, didn't they? They won yes, state. So that's really cool because you actually had a hand in doing that too, critiquing that script. That's one thing that I love about FFA is that like, yes, you see the blue and gold corduroy jackets and that does unite us, but there is something about your home chapter that's just like, that will always be my home. Like no matter what happens, I know that Poolville FFA will always be my home. And that's just something like comforting that just comes from FFA in the relationships that you build. I cannot tell you how many funny stories I have from car rides or just being together because you are with each other 24 seven. You fight like siblings, you get along like siblings, you have your high moments and your low moments, but ultimately that is your family and that is um, just who you're around all the time. So it's such a family feeling. It's, it's crazy. Uh, like you said, fighting, man, I, oh, the amount of times I got into an argument or just trying to get onto each other on teams and it 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 helped us out uh, i remember one with the girl a girl on my skills team oh she could not get that script and i i gave her such a hard time and the next day she came back and had that script memorized and i was like oh wow okay that worked and flash forward a year she's a state champion now and just thinking back how funny it was that we were fighting like cats and dogs yeah, there's definitely a lot of tough love. I could just think about like all the trips that I've been on. And this is just an example. So my freshman year, I was on cotton judging team with my brother and two other seniors. Um, they both played basketball. So all three of them played basketball. So I had like grown up with them, of course, because my dad was a coach. And they told me like, Steely, you're coming with us. But if you want to sit in the middle row of like the suburban, then you're going to have to be quiet the whole way to Lubbock. So I was like, okay, I'm not sitting in the back. I am not sitting in the back. And it got to the point where they were like, Steely, you got to talk now. Like you got to tell us something. And so I was like, mm -mm, I'm not going to the back. Like I did not say a word the whole trip to Lubbock because I wanted to sit in that middle row. And I knew that if I talked, they would just like boot me to the back. And it's just all the stories that we 
like I feel like every FFA chapter has of traveling. Like my ag teacher, Mr. Reed, he tells me, if you never stay in a sketchy hotel on an FFA trip, have you really been on an FFA trip? Like we stayed in one that was in, I think it was San Angelo last year. And there was this guy that like kept knocking on our doors. And so my ag teacher came in, he was like, hey, cause it was me and another senior girl. And he was like, hey, like y'all just put y'all's chair in front of the door just in case. And we were up like all night. We were like, oh my gosh, judging is not gonna be good tomorrow. Because there was like somebody sitting there or like knocking on the doors and like trying to like ding dog ditch or whatever. They eventually went to sleep. But it's just those like little stories like that that you're always going to remember. And that like, I will always associate that with my home, my FFA chapter um so moving on how did your ffa experience it like um get you where you are now uh future profession speaking i haven't really talked to you like at all about all this stuff so i'm uh, interested to hear <laughs> well i'm just going through ffa it really helped me find my passion and what i enjoyed doing and something that i wouldn't mind doing for the rest of my life and i think i was I think I was a freshman when I decided I was, I, I want to be an ag teacher. I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to meet as many students as I can and exert an influence that my ag teachers had on me. Uh, you know, growing up, I'll be honest, I was a little bit of a troublemaker in middle school and elementary. I wasn't the quietest kid. And um, student uh, teachers weren't really a huge fan of me sometimes. But when I got to, to high school and I got to FFA, my ag teachers enjoyed that I was so talkative. They they used that. They they saw the potential in me and they they helped me grow into the person I am today. And so I, was, I just always thought I was like, man, I, I gotta do this. This is what I want to do. And so I plan to be an ag teacher because of my experience in the FFA. Yeah, we're really similar in that. Like, I feel like I want to, like, forever I thought that I wanted to be a coach because that's what my dad was. And I was like, I want to help influence. And then I got into ag and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is where I like meant to be. It's so, like, there's such a diverse range of things you can do. If you are interested in the mechanical part, we have classes for that. If you're interested in welding, we have classes for that. Like, even if we're seeing a lot in the FFA of getting certifications, like, through FFA, in those classroom classes and so we're just seeing a lot of that like you get your floral certification welding certifications um i think there's a mechanical one as well so we're not just putting everybody in a box like we if you enjoy something there's an ag class for that so that's kind of where i took it and like you said like you were a troublemaker in junior high kind of troublemaker quote unquote um because you were talkative and we can find a purpose in that we can find purpose in everything and that's one of the biggest things that i love is the diversity in ffa okay. and just everything underneath the agricultural realm so many different things like um back up a couple of episodes we talked to avery shiflet and she's in ag communications and she's just designing for people that are going for people with ag businesses. So there's so many different things under so many different umbrellas that like the world is open to. And I feel like all of that starts like with an ag teacher. So I get where you're coming from and wanting that influence. Um, are you still friends with people you met in FFA today? And how is that affecting your college experience? I think 75% of my friends in college I met through FFA and it's kind of strange because some of those people, I shook their hand, walked away, said, oh, I'm never seeing them again. 
And then I get to college. I'm like, hey, y'all, so-and-so, you know, I know you. But, and, and now we hang out every day. It's, it's so, so weird. Uh, I think the funniest little example of this is my freshman year, I went to Green Hand Camp. And I was, I was always talkative and real personal, but when I get into a, when I got into a big group of people, I was a little, little uh, shy almost. But uh, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I was at a, so I was at this Green Hand Camp, and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shake hands. I'm not doing this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say hi to people. And so I started talking to this one guy, um, kind of got to know him a little bit, and I was like, all right, well that's a cool guy, whatever. Didn't think I'd see him again. A year later, I ran for district, and he's running for district. I was like, hey, look at that. We both make it on the team. A year later, we both run for area. We both make it to the area team. I was like, my goodness. Yeah, all from uh, my freshman year. And now I'm roommates with him. I'm living with him. And he's one of my best friends. It's crazy. that That small conversation that we had would lead to a friendship that will hopefully last forever. Yeah, one of my biggest things was my freshman year, um, so Stone, my older brother, he was um, a district officer at that time. So I kind of like gravitated towards him because I didn't really know a lot about FFA. It was kind of one of those things that you're getting stuck in this class and you're not moving out of it. Um, Yeah, Uh, so I kind of gravitated towards Stone. And so I kind of stayed in my bubble and I kind of, I'm very outgoing now, but before my freshman year, like it was not like I didn't want to go out and like talk to people. But one of my biggest I wouldn't call it a regret, but at the same time I would is not getting to know more people my freshman year. Like I hear about all these connections and all of these people made and I made those connections, but my relationship with some people would have been a little bit stronger. Um, one of the biggest connections that I made and she actually goes to school with me now at Poolville is uh, with Riley Willis. Uh, she was on my district officer team and like I had shown at County for years with her. And like you said, like I wouldn't even have thought about wouldn't have thought really about her being a good friend or something. And now we're, she's going to tech and I'm going to WT. So we're going to be close together. So that's like not a regret, but something that I cannot stress to people enough is that when you have that time to make those connections, you never know where that's going to lead you down the road. And that is making those connections with adults or students, because there are so many ag teacher adults that, um, just I've gotten to know through FFA that eventually hopefully will be like fellow teaching partners. So I think it's really cool that it opens FFA is so opens the oper- opens the doors just for kids to have more opportunities um, in the future. We are not just something that stops in high school. We are something that goes collegiate if you want to and also just future professions. You never know when you can bond with an old man sitting at a gas station in the morning about your blue and gold jacket. Um, so kind of what is your biggest would go ahead. Uh, um another one uh I was at the Agmec show this year and or last year I guess and my ag teacher everything comes from the ag teacher he He's like, hey, uh, I got I got somebody I want you to meet. He's going to WT too. So I was like, all right, well, I'll give him. So I shake his hand and I roll on. I was like, okay, I'll probably never see that guy again. Uh, started catching up with him. I see him at my new student or, or uh, orientation. Got to know him a little bit better. Met him and his roommate. Again, they're two of my best friends. I hang out with them every single day. And it's just so weird that Mr. Wicker, my teacher, who is always right, and don't tell him I said that, but. Um, <laughs> always introduced me to somebody and 
they go on to be one of my best friends. It's so crazy the way the world works. One of the biggest things that I feel like has helped me is social media. And I know that sometimes it can, it's a double-edged sword here. And we see the low parts of social media, like with animal ag and stuff like that, which I've, of course, I've talked about a lot, but we've also seen like the high things. Like I follow so many different FFA members that I don't necessarily know. Um, this is where I say I know of that person. I just don't know them, but I follow so many FFA members and I feel like every time that I like see them, I can be like, hey, um, I follow you on social media. My name's Steely Stegall. And that's just kind of like a good starting point. Um, but like I said, it's that double-edged sword, but it definitely helps with staying connected with people. And it's, I, okay, so this year at ALC, I made business cards. And just so that I could like put them in what we call happy grams. They're just like little notes that we uh, put on the wall at our camp. And so many people reached out to me and now I'm helping a few people with their speeches. And it's just a really good tool to use as long as, you know, you're using it right and that kind of stuff. Okay, so what is your biggest piece of advice for members just across the board? I got a lot of advice. Um, try to make it sure. I'll, I'll got a couple pieces. Um, uh, number one is, you know, get involved. Uh, if your teacher tells you to, you need to join a team, they're probably right. It'll probably help you a lot. So I would do it and shake some hands. Shake some hands every time you get a chance. Um, I think my biggest piece of advice is one that a former, he was a national officer, gave me my freshman year where I ran for district. He said, uh, talk to the person in the back of the room rather than focusing on the person in the front of the room. And when, you know, when I hear that, I was kind of like, okay, you know, just whatever. That doesn't make sense, whatever. And then I started thinking about it. You know, many times when you're in a big group of people, you're going to have your people at the front of the room that are real talkative, real outgoing. And then they're going to have no problem making 15 friends that day. But then if you focus on the people in the back of the room that are a little bit quiet or a little bit shy and you start thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to go say hi to them and you go say hi to them, that those little conversations are such a big deal to people. And you may not think it has an effect, but it does. Um, just from my personal experience, when I was the kid in the back of the room my freshman year, I remember I watched uh, Kirby Russell, who went on to be a state officer. I remember he was a district officer my freshman year. Watched his speech and I liked it a lot. He's real similar to kind of how I give speeches. Well, then we go to ALC and I'm sitting there in this chair and he pops his, pops the seat right next to me. And I'm like, oh, hey, man. He goes, hey, I'm Kirby Russell. I said, oh, I know who you are. And uh, he said, oh, did you see my speech at district? I said, yes, sir, I did. He goes, oh, it wasn't that great. I was like, are you kidding? I was like, no, I loved it. I was like, that was my type of speech. He goes, all right, well, so we start talking and he walks away and he probably had no idea how much that conversation meant to me, but it did. It had a huge impact on me and kind of helped me figure out what I was going to do in FFA was I'm, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be that person that talks to everybody and uh, tries to build a connection. And now I'm still friends with them here at WT. And, uh, we went on, we're on like a five-year friendship all from that one conversation. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I can still remember you talking to me when I was when you were a district officer and how much that meant to me. And then we were just talking to some kids that are sophomores now and they were like, oh, yeah, Preston, he always comes came up and talked to us at um, Greenhand Camp or whatever um, event they were at. But I really liked what you said about 
always shake hands. That is such, I feel like that's so much more personal than just being like, hi, how are you? Like shake that hand, make eye contact with that person so they will know. And then going on to um, talk to the person in the back of the room. I really love that too. Um, we so often think about FFA and we put it in a box. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to get people interested in different things we offer because like I say, like every week, we are not just cows, sows, and plows. There are so many different opportunities in FFA. So by reaching out to those kids in the back of the room, they might not necessarily want to go show steers or show pigs. And that's fine. Like I I love all livestock, but I tried a goat and I, I did not like it. And I was very verbal about that. I did not like it. And that was not for me. But those people, those kids in the back of the room, they might be the next person to figure out um, ways to make plants grow better, stuff like that. Like just little things like that. And then it goes along with um, one of my main, excuse me, (laughs) one of my main themes in life is just like people wanting to be wanted. Like let those kids know that you want to be there and like you want to make that connection with them because I can kind of remember my first green hand year. It was like, oh, I'm steely. So I'm just going to kind of go sit over here. Like I don't really have to talk to anybody. But in all reality, if you like even as a student, if you could just go talk to those kids in the back of the room, you have no idea what kind of impact you're going to make. Uh, My senior year when I was the the chapter president we were doing our uh cde kind of recruitment we were telling everybody about the teams and stuff and it would have been so easy for me to just say oh i'm a senior i'm fixing to leave it doesn't matter i don't care about these freshmen you know i'll never see them but instead i was i was thinking again going back to our chapters kind of our hometown i was thinking we got three fresh three seniors on this culture team next year they're gonna need a new set so I went to some of those freshmen and I started I started talking to them and trying to get them to join poultry. And I, I ran into this one kid and he's real quiet, um, but I could just tell he was a smart, smart kid. And probably quite the opposite of me. I'm not I'm not your brainiac, but I'll talk your ear off. And he is your brainiac. He won't talk your ear off. Uh, and so I get him to join the poultry team. And I think by the end of that year, he was giving me a run for my money. And I thought he was going to boot me off the poultry team my senior year because he he started getting it together he started posting some pretty good scores at these contests but I, yeah, I just think it's so easy for me to just say oh it doesn't matter I'm, I'm fixing to graduate yeah I feel like I often focus a lot on like green hands and kids coming in when I'm talking about this podcast but in all reality senioritis is a real thing And I did not know that until like this year. I was like, oh, I won't ever be sick of this place. And now here I am. I got a countdown on my phone. But my biggest thing is, is that I started in FFA and my big encouragement, especially to kids that are getting towards the end of their high school years is to finish, finish out what you started and your chapter. This is just one of those like basic quotes is um, leave it better than you found it. And not saying that your FFA chapter is bad, but leave a legacy kind of, it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be something over the top. Um, It might just be them remembering you. And that's just important. That's just as important as anything you're going to do is leave your legacy and have that mentality that I'm going to finish this out and I'm going to put my best foot forward. And I kind of feel like that is like for kids that run for state office, like uh, you ran for state office and Stone ran, my older brother ran for state office. Is that like, even though 
your FFA journey was over, you're still having an impact on the organization as a whole. And like I said earlier, is that that's always going to be your home and kids are going to remember you. And that's something that I've learned a lot this year is that kids actually take note in what you're doing you might not ever you might not ever know that but wherever you go you're you're planting little seeds like those kids pick up on so much more than you think they are and you have a bigger impact than you think you do um last week i was kind of talking to my ag teacher about my podcast and stuff and i was just like yeah i have like 18 people that listened this week. And I was kind of a little bummed about it because I went back to like my first episode and I had like 125 people listen to it. And so I was seeing that number drop and I was like, you know, like I kind of wish that it would go back up and that kind of stuff. And she was like, Steely, she said, that's 18 more people that you have reached. And those people are going to be impacted by what you said. So and all in the long run, does it actually matter how many people are on that podcast? And I was like, that's such a true statement. And that's kind of the mentality that I have now. And she definitely changed my view is um, you might only impact one person, but that's one more than you would have. So um, do you have anything, any comments or just kind of closings that you would like to tell everybody? Yeah, I guess just a, kind of an overall summary. Uh, uh, just get involved. Um, there's so many different opportunities in the FFA. And when I graduated, I thought I, I knew everything there was to know about FFA. I thought I had it figured out. And then I moved to the Panhandle here at WT, and I'm meeting people that are doing such a different part of agriculture that I've, I've, I've ever seen. It's a lot of production around here a lot of farming well where i'm from it's a lot of livestock and a lot of uh stuff like that so there's just so many different opportunities it's the largest it's the number one employer in the united states um there is a lot of opportunities within the this organization and um just don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone uh going back to when i ran for state I was I was so nervous that I wouldn't get it and up for probably two years I was I was so nervous and towards the end of it I started realizing so I think one of uh, the Brock Ag teacher told me this he asked me well Preston are you a state officer right now I said no he said okay so if you don't get it what's going to change nothing but now I know I don't have to think about what could have happened if I if I wouldn't have run um, and and that's kind of the way I've always done things. I've always worked as hard as I could. So that way I could not look back and think, oh, well, well what would have happened if I would have gone to the barn that day or practiced my speech that day or something like that. But just step out of your comfort zone and work your hardest and be proud of what you do. And no matter the result, because that's part, uh, part of losing or part of competing is losing. And that's what makes winning a lot more fun. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Preston. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, we're going to see y'all next week.